0: Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Black Hawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people he's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in. Well, hey, everybody,
1: welcome back to the Next Steps podcast. Uh, today, we are continuing the conversation that we started a few weeks ago about marriage, singleness, and the church. And so um, on our last uh, podcast episode on this topic, we had alluded that we were going to maybe have some further conversations with, with um, about that. So joining us, Chris Kopp and I today are Michael Napstad, pastor of college age ministry and internships, as well as Christian Eggers, the associate. Director of Young Adults, and so thanks, guys, for being here with us today. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure fun to, be here.
0: Mm-hmm. No. Fun to be
1: here. Good, all right. Well, today we want to talk about what it's like to be single in the church. So, here at blackhawk we've kind of thrown the statistic around about 50 percent of our church, uh, single, and that I think includes like kids through seniors. So of course, you two are two people who happen to be single, but we know that your experience doesn't reflect every single person's experience. Uh, but our hope today really is just to listen and to learn from your experience. And so, um, really thankful that you're willing to come and share that with us and with our community today. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Okay, ready to jump in? <coughs>
0: Let's
2: jump For in. Writing. Okay, Let's do
1: it. all right, all right. So. Um, Christian, before we started, one of the things that we were just talking about mm-hmm. uh, was you two are two single people, but your experience doesn't reflect everybody's experience. Can you talk a little bit
0: about uh, what are some of the possible experiences uh, of people who are single? Um, yes. Yeah, you know? so, I mean, you even mentioned like singleness, uh, everybody's born single and like, so, but there are so many different stages of singleness that can come in between. And so there are some people who are single and intend to stay single for their entire life. And that's like one beautiful experience. Some people are single but have hopes to be married. And so then they have particular longings related to that. Um, people might be single as a result of divorce or maybe they're single parents. And there's all sorts of different ways that people can walk through singleness. And for some people, it's a really short season. For someone's it's a long one. Some people return to singleness after marriage or a long-term relationship. And so everyone's experience with that varies completely michael and i are both single never been married and so that's just our particular experience we're walking from and even as a, as a guy and as a girl uh, our experiences will be different in that way as well so mm-hmm. lots of different ways that people can live their single mm-hmm. life yeah
1: that's good so what are some of the challenges that you each experience uh as a single person in the church whether that be here at Blackhawk, but you also have been a part of other churches uh so maybe even the church experience overall
2: that's a good question. Christian, do you want to <laughs> uh, start? <laughs>
0: sure. I think um,
2: what, what they can't see is the eye contact that yeah. we're making of both of us. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to talk first Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Okay. So some of the challenges I feel this, this sounds broad and it is played out practically in many different ways, but I think one of the hardest things about being a single person in the church, um, especially I feel like the older I get, the more, uh, the more, I feel it, that it can just feel like we're overlooked sometimes. Like our experience is just not considered by people. And so some of the ways that might look is like, um, uh, even just there just being a lot of different events for parents or for, uh, married, like married couples and things like that. And sometimes even like the things that they're discussing might still be something that I'm interested in, but they're targeting it to a particular audience that doesn't include me. Hmm. Um, or when we're talking about things like relationships, we often center those around marriage relationships and, um, but we have like friendships and other things. Like we're all figuring out how to navigate relationships in different ways too. And so I feel like that. Um, and one of the things that I've like noticed more recently is especially in spaces with women, um, where a lot of them are married or maybe are moms or something like that. Um, that can be just like the central focus of the conversation. And then I can very quickly feel like an outsider because I can't contribute to conversations about a husband or kids or anything like that. And so, um, it just feels like it instantly puts a barrier between me and the other. So it's kind of hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. And especially, I don't, I mean, the, the fact that they're married or moms is it's a significant part of their identity. And, um, and so I want to hear about people's experiences in that way. But, if it is central to the conversation, it can feel really hard to connect and you, yeah, just feel like an outsider. So um, that's one of the challenges.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that, Christian. I love how this conversation started in that everyone's experience is different. And uh, Christian, you listed off uh, a bunch of different categories on what it looks like to be single, and I know that there's a lot more that we just, for the sake of time, we can't get into all of the ca- different categories. And people listening to this right now, you might be single and you're thinking, like, man, like I, 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 this is my particular experience. Maybe it wasn't mentioned, and, and it's challenging for different reasons. Or you know, people might be listening and they might be in a season where they're really enjoying their singleness. Like being mm-hmm. single isn't always necessarily a negative thing. My grandmother, mm-hmm. um, she lived. In and and 97, which is kind of crazy. But um, when she was, she was single from 65 on and she was happy and Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it, you know, but my experience is, man, I I feel like being single, um, this analogy just kind of hit me. Maybe it'll be a good one or not, but, uh, it's kind of like going on a long hike when you're not that big into hiking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a hike you never asked so, to be on sometimes. You never, maybe
2: you're like, ah, I'd rather sit in and watch Netflix. It's like, no, you got to go on this long hike. You don't know if it's going to be like a nice, cool, breezy day. Mm-hmm. You know, the sun's hitting mm-hmm. you. And I've experienced different situations in, in my singleness like that. And there's times when, man, it's like sleeting and you're going uphill. And you just want to get off the trail. Mm-hmm. And um, different reasons will, uh, will, come, will make me experience singleness in that way. Like mm-hmm. a little bit of my story... And again, this is unique to me. I grew up on the West Coast and um, Seattle, I went to grad school in LA, well, Pasadena, Fuller Seminary, and then uh, worked at a church in the Silicon Valley. And my experience, and now I'm speaking kind of generally, that singleness was kind of more the sought after thing Mm -hmm. uh, in society in your 20s and 30s. I mean, I'm being pretty generalistic, but Mm -hmm. at least the circles that I ran Mm -hmm. in. And then being in my early to mid 30s, moving to the Midwest Um, it was, it was a kind of a culture shock that perhaps was the biggest culture shock being single out of all the different things that people might assume. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a culture shock because I went from one, one kind of culture where Mm -hmm. a lot of people looked like me, acted like me, their singleness was kind of a value. And then I came here and I, I felt like I stood out. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like, and I'm saying, I felt like, because I, I'm sure that people probably didn't feel this way, but I felt like the, the odd one in a room, Mm -hmm. um, even being a pastor on staff, I'm going to be honest. There's so many meetings where Mm -hmm. I will look around. There's 12 people in the room and
0: sometimes you and I are the only two in a room that aren't married. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so often I'm the only one who is, who isn't married. Um, and I think my experience is a personal one of more insecurity, vulnerability, and being like, man, what's what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And um, so, so I, th- I think being in a society where I stand out uh, is, is a difficult thing at times mm-hmm. to to navigate, and it can feel feel pretty lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So one of the other things that I think can be really challenging is that. And again, this, like, comes down to different people's experiences. Michael kind of hit on it of, like, there are some days where I'm very glad that I'm single mm-hmm. and I'm, like, really satisfied in that. Mm-hmm. And then days where that's not the case. Um, and so even, like, day-to-day, my response to these things can change. But, like, um, sometimes I'll have conversations with people and they kind of, like, assume that, like, marriage is a part of a next step of spiritual growth mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those mm-hmm. conversations are particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um where Can you like run someone through like what that could look like. like sure, an sure. Yeah. So like someone might someone might might ask or notice that that I'm single and say, like, oh, you'll find someone someday. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you'll which maybe, like, mm-hmm. even statistically speaking, like, yeah, like statistically most likely, yeah, I'll get married someday. But um, it's not an assumption. And so then mm-hmm. it's not helpful to like speak as if that's an assumption. Mm-hmm. And then I'm especially thinking about like Um, other people's experiences, or maybe they have been married or they have no desire whatsoever to be married. And so sometimes those conversations can be really difficult. Um, Or when people are, people will come up and find out that you're single and ask about dating right away. And Mm. it's like, well, maybe that's not part of my story. And um, and so then those can just become really awkward (laughs) conversations of like, like, oh, oh, it'll happen for you someday. Or you just haven't met the right one yet or whatever the case may be. And Mm. like, Um, and I, I know that oftentimes those comments are so well-meaning, but it can start to build this narrative of like, like that's an, it's an, it's a natural next step or something like that. That's that's part of maturing either as a Christian or just as a person, like, Mm. oh, that's like part of your, your arriving Mm. to life Mm. somehow. And, um. And again, like some days I'm really satisfied. I'm like, maybe I'll never get married and maybe I would be super, super happy with Mm -hmm. that actually. And so then when people bring up that kind of conversation, it can just feel like, oh, is there something wrong Mm -hmm. if I don't want to get married or if I never do, like, is that somehow, does that somehow make me less fulfilled of a person? And Mm -hmm. I don't believe that that's true, but sometimes conversations head that way Mm -hmm. and that can be difficult. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, Yeah. If I can ask, um, hopefully this isn't getting too vulnerable, but, um, as you've as you've navigated some of those challenges or Michael even just the culture shock of coming from the west coast to a culture that's very different from that um what does it look like for you guys just to to navigate that and to work through that are there are there ways that your faith has kind of influenced um yeah how how you've kind of wrestled through kind of some of those things and yeah. and the awkwardness of being in a room where you're the only single person and and that kind of thing what does that look like for you
2: yeah, that's a that's a good question, Chris. Um, so I think obviously I think the response to okay, if you're single, then then you should kind of pursue community. That everyone be, should be pursuing community, but um, you know we were created in the image of God, who God in His very nature is communal—the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit—and we it, we image God the best, we were created to be in community. And when we're in that type of a community where we're close and vulnerable with people, and it doesn't have to be in a marriage sense, just like a close friend, um, there's something in us that just, we feel like, man, we're, it clicks, like we're we're kind of living the way we ought to. The challenge that I've experienced being in a transient city like Madison is that people often come and go really quickly. Yeah. Um, I live in, in, California and really even in Madison, I'll, I'll be very intentional about, man, I need to pursue this, this person or like, ah, I I really want to be close with, with this person, whether they're married or single. And I found that like a lot of people end up leaving. For mm-hmm. example, um, this, like I, I, got really close with my COVID circle mm-hmm. <laughs> during COVID. Like they, they were my people in this summer, almost all of them moved. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not a, a person that personally will experience de- depression, but I feel like that was the closest mm-hmm. that I've gotten. And I realized that my people left and that mm-hmm. I needed to once again, rebuild community. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, perhaps uh, as a single person, I look towards married people and think like, I know it's not easy and, and there can be challenges. I mean, you both are married and you probably know, and I know you, you two pretty well, but there's different complexities and you have to be intentional about your relationship. But there is this sense that like you guys aren't going Mm -hmm. Mm away, like Mm -hmm. you're going to try to work Mm -hmm. it out. I mean, I'm not, you know, divorce is a very real thing, but, Mm -hmm. but, our close community can get a job transfer and you're gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like we experience that that loneliness. And, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. and so uh, with that, I am just challenged to really not only be intentional about community, but really intentional about my relationship with Jesus, because ultimately mm-hmm. he is the only one that will fill me and he isn't leaving. So in those moments of loneliness when I'm like, oh, gosh, i got to do a lot of hard work now to recreate community, About like with all of that, I'm thinking, okay, how is my relationship with you, Jesus, who never Mm -hmm. is going to leave me? How can I be intentional about, about moving towards you in this loneliness? And Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I do. I really, I also experience that like, you know, the moving thing is, is, is real, um, especially in young adulthood in Madison, um, And I do think COVID for me, it like highlighted loneliness in a new way of like when the whole world shut down, um, I like, especially if you don't, yeah, Yeah. if you don't, if you don't have roommates, if you live by yourself, you were in an instant alone. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you don't have, even like at the end of some like tough work days during COVID, it Mm -hmm. was like, I have no one to process this with. Mm -hmm. I have nobody that I can... Um, lean on or just be with like the the ache of loneliness hit in a different mm-hmm. way during mm-hmm. COVID when you mm-hmm. didn't have the option really to like go over to a friend's house or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it adjusted, of course, a little bit once we st- people started putting together COVID circles as mm-hmm. that became a new norm um, that adjusted a little bit. But yeah, I was like, everyone else still mm-hmm. gets to have community in their home and mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like a lonely place to be. Um, in addition, in response, I'd say like, I think in the the times where uh, – especially where I do feel, like, most satisfied in my singleness, um, it seems like sometimes it can shock people that that's where I land, that I'm like, no, I'm, like, truly okay if I never mm. get married. And, mm-hmm. th- like, that feels like an okay option for me, and I'm settled in that. And um, And so sometimes people can be shocked, like, by that, mm. and I like to use it as an opportunity when I can – Um, Just to talk about the fact that like, yeah, to me, I've made the decision that the most important relationship in my life is my relationship with God. And if anything might get in the way of that or even just might not help that, then like I'm actually not interested in spending a ton Mm -hmm. of time on it. And so while marriage can be just, you know, a beautiful thing that can unite, like display God in a different way, and it, it was designed to do that. And I've seen that happen at the same time. Sometimes, as you like pursue relationships, and I've been in a few that I thought were going to lead yeah. to marriage, and eventually hit a point where I'm like, okay, no, this actually is not leading me closer to God. I I'm gonna pick God every time, and and so I want people to like understand that too. Of, like, um, sometimes, sometimes singleness is actually me uh, me choosing singleness is sometimes me choosing God over mm-hmm. uh, choosing an unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. again not that it's not that way with everybody but um i do like just making people aware of that because Mm -hmm. that is for me at least a factor
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. christian i've
1: i just want to say i've right i've I've seen some of those decisions Mm and played out in your life over the past few years and um yeah you walk the talk in that way and so i'm proud of some of the decisions that you made
3: yeah, I was going to say for both of you, like yeah. it's easy for like, well, my identity is in Jesus, right? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. all I need. It's easy for that just to sound like a cliche, yeah. but to yeah. vouch for both of you, mm-hmm. like you you do have this genuine relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Anyone knows about or anyone that knows you like would, would see that and know mm-hmm. that it's not just a trope. It's not just a cliche and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, I appreciate you guys sharing that and just the vulnerability behind mm-hmm. some of that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'll say just real quick. In my experience, singleness does a good job at shining a spotlight on your relationship with Jesus. Oh,
0: for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: When I have a lot of really, really close friends, and man, I have seasons where I have close friends. Right now, I've, I've, I think I'm reaping the benefit of you know really doing some more hard work Mm. to get to rebuild my inner circle, and it's fantastic. You know, but in in the highlight of, of really intentional community or when I'm like dating someone, it's going really well. Mm -hmm. In my experience, often I can, uh, fill my relational needs with people, but there are times when I'm single, you know, when I'm by myself, it's at night, it's 11 o'clock and I don't want to be by myself where the the spotlight is shown, okay, who is Jesus actually to you when, Mm -hmm. when the noise is gone Mm -hmm. and I have a decision to make there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it might sound holy, but often there's a lot of tears Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of just, well, I have no one and I'm going to choose you because Mm -hmm. it's either you or just no one, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So yeah,
0: yeah, it's in that deep loneliness that you can really meet God in a special way, and that doesn't make it less painful. Yeah. Like loneliness, we've all probably felt it in different ways at different times, and it it stings. Mm-hmm. But it does. It can lead you. I should yep. say, it can yep. lead good. you to a place of a deeper intimacy with God mm-hmm. when you you don't have another way to fill that mm-hmm. that loneliness. Mm-hmm.
2: And wow. the intimacy, in my experience when you, when you meet God, there isn't, it doesn't just turn to joy. You still are carrying the baggage of Mm. grief with Mm. you in that Mm -hmm. because we were meant to be with people. Mm -hmm. Like we were meant to be together in community. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: What do you, you know, as I think about how God designed the church, right. To be, to really be a community, whether you are married or single right to experience that deep, deep community with one another as we, you know, are, are with him. Um, so what do you, th- are there things that you think the church, whether that be like the church systems or even just the church, like the individuals in the church, what are some ways um, that you dream of it being different that you think, man, like mm-hmm. if it were like this or man, if we did that, or if we could really, really understand this or that, that, um, that you think that we could step into that closer
0: to that ideal? Yeah, I think that um for me it centers around see like viewing family differently mm. as a church. Like that <clears throat> yeah, you have your you have your immediate family unit, but your church family like I mean even reading through um the New Testament, it's like we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And like, what does that mean? If, if Michael is my brother, if Chris is my brother, if Tiffany is my sister, then that means that we interact in a particular way and value one another and like know each other's struggles. Um, and so I think it can be really easy. And I've seen it happen sometimes where, uh, people get married and have kids and they kind of become, and I, I understand it, but like you kind of become insular in a way. Um, but I've also personally experienced it in, in in other ways, too, where I can, you know, it, it means so much to me when I get invited into someone's home mm-hmm. in the midst of the chaos with kids and all of that. Um, it's like being invited into the messiness makes the family invitation real in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I like, again, so I feel so blessed to have experienced that of feeling like, OK, yes, actually, I am a part of this person's family. Um And so I I just want to see that grow and grow. And I know other people don't have that same experience, but, and it's not just between families and single people, but I even think of like some of the retired couples that I know and the way that they've like invited me into their life Mm -hmm. in a different way. Um, And, and yeah, I just, I just think in every season, if we, as the church, big C church, all of us um, actually viewed one another as brothers and sisters, that could change so much. Mm
3: -hmm. Thanks for sharing what you just said. I feel like in my own marriage and our family, um, we, I don't know, we think we got two young kids, six and three. And so Mm -hmm. we're like, well, we are just not going to invite anyone over right now. Like surely no one wants to experience our chaos, but there've been some relationships recently where people are like, no, we want to like, we want to be, we don't care if they're like crying and it's messy and that kind of thing. And so um, yeah, I feel like I've been learning, I mean, even just through you saying that just now, I'm like, that's really interesting that like you actually want to be invited into that and that like the, mm-hmm. the mess doesn't matter, but that feels like family to you and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's something I'm going to take away and, yeah. and think about mm-hmm. for sure, because I think a lot of married couples were like this is a hot mess over here. Like you don't <laughs> want to touch this. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, no, like that. I mean, that's true relationship. That's what family is all about is just being invited into real life. And so, yeah, I appreciate you saying that.
0: Yeah. I think one of the best pictures of it for me actually is something that Tiffany and I got to live out a couple years ago and probably was like so small within the realm of like your family. But um, we were over a group of young adults, like single young adults were over at the Malloy's house, just hanging out. And I told Tiffany, like, I really wanted to talk to her about something. And, she's like still putting kids to bed and all of that like it's craziness we just fed 15 people and so there's dishes everywhere and so she and I just started doing dishes and her husband Jake was cleaning up the table and getting the kids in bed and we just talked in the midst mm-hmm. of that and to me mm-hmm. that was like oh man I'm I'm like part of the family tonight mm-hmm. and that that is like transformational
2: mm-hmm. yeah I'll just respond this is a good conversation I'm glad you brought that up Chris um I think most of us listening here, we think of the family that we came from, there's, there's an amount of mess to it. So when we think of family, I think, you know, we, we might think of a lot of different things, but this general shared component of it, family can be messy is just a shared thing that we all experience. Mm. And as a single person, I honestly, I'll just, I'll be real. I'm, I've rarely been invited to mm. a, a family's house, mm. um, and I wish that wasn't the case. Right. Uh, something that um, whenever there's a holiday, it's November right now. The, the thing that's on my mind, honestly, my family too far away to, to really visit. Um, and, you know, there's a little brokenness from the family, my family of origin. But I right now I'm like, OK, which family is going to invite me to Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if there's like that that kind of threshold date of, OK, no one's invited me. <laughs> I'm going to either be by myself, which is mm-hmm. fine, or, you know, mm-hmm. grab a couple other single people, mm-hmm. we'll be scrappy, we'll do our own <laughs> Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, so holidays can be particularly challenging, but also, you know, um, just any day of the week, yes. <laughs> we mm-hmm. want to, ex- yep. I don't care yep. if you're married or single, you know, yeah. and we, to be people who invite. Um, but the thing, you know, getting back to church, uh, Tiffany, if I can just yeah. kind of share it's, I think it's really interesting being a pastor to see, you know, um, what type of verses that, um, that church, you know, church, American church, whatever church that we kind of really move towards Uh and embrace and ones that we, we just kind of don't and let culture, culture be louder. And one is, I think on, uh, what it means to, to be single and a believer. You know, when you read the New Testament, um the, you know, there's certainly uh passages that favor marriage, but but there are a, a, a significant ones that directly call out what it looks like to be single and how that is a value yeah. and it was a value in the early church and we mm-hmm. look at Paul single, Jesus single, you know, and um
1: I think scripture says it's better. <laughs> it's better. <to> be better. <laughs> Let's Paul be clear says on that. that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But, you know, um as a single person, my experience is that, you know, I'm just using church, like big C Mm. church. And in my experience, um, that the narrative's flipped. Mm. Um, I, I, uh, you know, in order to even own a house, I need roommates, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, there's different cultural aspects that, you know, society is built to say like, um, thriving in culture is you do that not alone. Like Mm. you have to be with people. Mm. And I think in church culture, um, there's this idea that man, if you're married and have kids, like this place Mm. is really for you, we've built Mm. systems. Mm -hmm. We've, you know, put a lot of resources to, to kind of meet that experience. Mm. Um, and that's kind of less so with, you know, singleness. So
0: Mm. totally. And even thinking like pushing more into that, like the cultural values and norms, Um, And thinking back to that maturity piece, I know I hear a lot um, kind of in like, again, cultural context that like, oh, uh, adulthood is being pushed further and further and adolescence is longer and longer. And I like wonder sometimes if part of that is because of the way that we define like Mm -hmm. adulthood or maturity. And are we defining that as getting married or owning a house or Mm -hmm. like, like what are the ways that we define that? And is that like so seeped into our system that Mm -hmm. we think now that- Okay, someone's not mature until they mm-hmm. they get married or whatever. And for for more and more people, not only is marriage yeah. being delayed, but some people are choosing not to get yeah. married. And so then again, it can feel like do you do you view me as like fully an adult, fully part of the church, like mm-hmm. fully mature, all of these things? without having the label of being a wife or a husband or something.
2: Or there's the aspect of certain people. I mean, I work with college age people feeling this sense of like, oh, I have to get married because that's what you do. And Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. finding someone and being like, we're going to, like, I'm going to just dig my heels down. Like if there's different red flags coming up in that relationship, like not looking at that because Mm. I need to be able to settle. I need to settle. I need Mm. to be married. And, you know, you find people who, who are, you know, willing to overlook things that they shouldn't so that they can receive this status or this relationship um, that they feel like they need, that they'll be missing without. And then, man, that's a, that's a one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, what does it look mm-hmm. like to be intentional and to be willing to go um, into a season of perhaps singleness and loneliness? Because, man, I'm looking at my future and my future self will be happy <laughs> and and thankful that I took time right now to be intentional about the most important relation relational decision that I'm going to make.
0: Yeah. One yeah. of the other things that I feel like I wish people were more aware of too is that um you know marriage brings a level of security in multiple ways. There's like additional financial security, there's additional emotional security, like if something's going wrong, you've got another kind of like another leg to stand on. And so single people may not have that in the same way. And so it's not always something that you can step into, but also just like being mindful of the single people around you and thinking about like, okay, so for me, when I, you know, a tire is blown on my car something, like that could be a really big deal where it might not be a big deal to you. And so even if it's something as small as like, hey, is there any way that I can help you like navigate that? Just having that extra level Mm -hmm. of like, security can be helpful. Um and knowing that like the church can be part of your security system, um, so that you don't feel this need to like, yeah, rush and settle in with someone so that you have this like extra level of security. But mm-hmm. um is the church able to like help be yeah. a part of the system of security mm-hmm. and stability for people?
1: Yeah. I just on Facebook the other day there's a woman from our church and she um owns a home. And I think there is like another issue like maybe some plumbing and she just was like really honest and just mm-hmm. said listen this is hard like all right mm-hmm. this is really hard i'm so tired of like right like dealing with it with all by myself mm-hmm. right. and she's like i she's like i don't know what to do right mm-hmm. um and it was heartbreaking right that that's like that's yeah. like that that was her experience yeah. um you know and i mean thankfully in her comments and like, people were just like, Oh my goodness. Thank you for sh- like, thank you for sharing that. What can I like, I'm co- I can come over like, mm-hmm. so good. But, but what would it look like that she wouldn't have to get mm-hmm. right get to that point that she would have some of those people in her life already that. Yeah. And it that is usually like ask, a yeah.
0: silent struggle. Yeah, and I yeah. think, I think part of that might just be Midwestern culture of like, mm-hmm. Oh, we don't talk about our problems mm-hmm. or whatever. Um but yeah I just wonder what it would look like for us to like have eyes for the mm-hmm. and just for the vulnerable I think yep. in general. And so in this case it might be single people, it might be single mm-hmm. parents or whatever, but like just having eyes for the people who are vulnerable in our community mm-hmm. when when things happen or things go wrong.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and would you say maybe even like for married people being proactive to look out. Like you're saying look outside of themselves and their kind of unit where where maybe a single person wouldn't have to say hey, I'm drowning over here, will you help me? But maybe yep. there'd be a proactiveness of like, hey, if there's ever anything that goes wrong in that, like I'm really good at X, Y, and Z. Yep. I'd mm-hmm. love to be the person yep. you call.
0: So yep. next time, like call me, let's make, i happy and to help you make this decision. It's and especially helpful when it's neighbors too. I know Michael and I used to live in the same neighborhood and there were a few other uh, Blackhawkers who lived there. And it, to me, that felt like an extra level of security. Of you like, know
2: you've helped me paint.
0: Yeah, I've Sorry, I didn't do that great on your cabinets, but but yeah, but there are things like that or like I knew that Michael knew like if he needs a dog sitter, he can call Mm -hmm. me and I can walk over. I'll be there in 10 minutes Mm -hmm. Um, or okay. If I, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, or I'm like, oh, I'm like hearing weird noises outside and I don't know what that is. Like, can I just be on the phone with you while Mm -hmm. I like go check this out or something like that? Um, But, yeah, if you can even just, like, be aware of who are the people in your neighborhood that might be Mm -hmm. in that vulnerable space and how can you proactively Mm -hmm. let them know, like, hey, you can call me for anything. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and I also want to say just – You know, I I love that Tiffany and Chris, you two are just kind of being honest with, you know, like, you know, what does it look like for me to reach out to different single people? But I'll be honest as a single person, there's a hesitation for me to Mm -hmm. say like, hey, Chris, like I would love to come over Mm -hmm. at any time because I'm like, I don't know if Chris is... I mean, he has two kids, he has a wife, like he's pouring out to his family. Like, man, so I want to say it's both ways also. Yeah. Like, yes, I often will ha- make an assumption towards, you know, someone who's who's married to be like, they don't have time for me mm-hmm. and they don't want that. So mm-hmm. I just wonder if it's like two ships passing mm-hmm. each other in yeah. the dark yeah. and I wonder what it mm-hmm. looks like to, you know, voice like mm-hmm. our needs to our community. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the Bible tells us to. Yeah. <laughs> Could yeah. <be> cool.
0: <laughs> I think one of the things that's been really cool for me is, um, and this is a, a learning uh, that's been like really developing in me over the last year or so, about like doing relationships as you go. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes like, it's not the most exciting thing, but I have a friend that anytime one of us is going to target, we call the other one mm-hmm. just so we can do it together. Mm-hmm. And she has a young baby and so it helps her because she can push the stroller while I push the cart and we can tag team it and that's mm-hmm. great. But we also have this like small amount of like time to connect and do something together that we both would be doing anyway and might do alone. So mm-hmm. even thinking about like, as I'm heading to Target, as I'm grocery shopping, as I'm walking mm-hmm. around the neighborhood, is there someone that I can, like, invite into this? Mm-hmm. And for me, I think as a single person, like, that that might be the easier ask because I'm like, I know they have to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to Target anyway. They're going mm-hmm. to the grocery store anyway. And, like, can I just invite them along as I go?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I but- love that. i'm thinking even
1: in my own life that is the only thing i have to offer (laughs) (laughs) literally you want to sit next to me while we go over my
0: kids is like you know grades missing assignments we can just do that together it's fun yeah Yeah, or even like in the yeah like in the carpool it's so funny when i'm like yeah if you invite you're like okay i have to take this kid to karate and this kid needs to get to soccer and blah blah blah. like i'll sit in the car and chat with you while you do that Mm -hmm. like um and i know that's again that's not everybody but um I think those, those are some of the ways again, like it's not special. It's not over the top, but those are the things that make you feel like a part of the family. And I would say
1: one of the things I've been thankful for, I mean, cause I feel like as a single person, you have unique, like a unique gifts, unique perspective, unique life, life stage to be able to share with those who are, are not single. And so I think it's not just like, Oh, you're right. You're not waiting around. It's, it's, man, we have so much to, those of us who are married have so much to learn from you and so much to like glean. And so I, you know, even thinking about, um, my kids, right. So there's those, oh man, sometimes our, the Malloy team is a hot mess. And so I've that's <laughs> the theme of this, but I was like, listen, I cannot make all of my life happen in the way that I've set it up. And so there is a season where I asked like, you know, a couple of people's like, listen, they happen to be single, but like, can you, how would you feel about taking one of my kiddos to Taekwondo and like sticking with her there? And then like, Mm -hmm. and then maybe we can like go do something afterward, you know? And I felt so awful asking, but she was like, oh my gosh, I can totally do that. Oh, thank you. Like, thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's also like kind of a two-way street of being able to serve one another Mm -hmm. um, in unique ways. And that makes it a lot more fun. To be and the, honest, and so. the
2: reality, like you said earlier, Christian, a lot of people who are single probably won't stay single. I mean, statistics kind of suggest yeah. that even for people who maybe you've experienced a divorce and mm-hmm. it's been tough and you're thinking like, will I ever marry again? Statistically, probably. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives uh, people who are single the opportunity to know, okay, this is kind of what it looks like to Uh, to be a parent. This is what, you know, because we can on one hand Mm -hmm. have this idealistic, oh, I can't wait to be a parent. I can't wait for that. And um, and it will show us like the reality of it, and then on the other hand, it could just show us like this is what it looks like, mm-hmm. and and it can be helpful in mm-hmm. our preparation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. We gotta <laughs> I gotta learn a couple things. Gotta read <laughs> Don't a couple have things. four kids, gotta- bad idea. No, <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> too much, too much, yeah. or even you know, just seeing the reality. I feel like sometimes we can get this Instagram picture of what mm-hmm. marriage and family life looks mm-hmm. like, and even as a single person, you can like start to mm-hmm. like idealize what that will be like. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it is healthy to have that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Here's the reality of, like, one-and-a-half-year-olds, like, scream a lot. Mm-hmm. and Like, that's just what life is. And I feel like also it helps me to, like, gain better perspective even in my daily life. So, like, mm-hmm. then when I am at, tar- like, Target by myself and I hear that one-and-a-half-year-old in the next aisle over screaming, I have so much more compassion for mm-hmm. that mom because mm-hmm. I'm like, I remember how tough that was on my friend, like, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. in that situation. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can, you know, even if it's, like, just – a smile or some kind of small encouragement. I'm like, mm-hmm. I I have a better understanding of what mm-hmm. life is like as a family mm-hmm. with young kids or whatever the case may be. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I can yeah. understand that better.
3: I love I mean, we started off talking a little bit more about this and we kind of keep circling around the idea of community. And that's really a, a, like a lot yeah. of what Matt's talk was about. If you go mm-hmm. back and listen to that, I think it was called Marriage and the Story, Marriage and the Big Story. So go back and listen to that from October 9th if you didn't get a chance. Um, I was gonna say this earlier, but I didn't want to detract from from singleness and the topic that we're talking about. But I'm like, we we as in married people and families need you guys too. We need single people in our lives. I couldn't help but think like as you guys were talking about loneliness and that kind of thing. And I know that hits on a different level, and it's not the same experience that I have. But I'm like, you know what? I'm happily married. I know a lot of happily married people, but there's still like a deep loneliness that can come with that because we were created more than even just for that one marriage or that Mm -hmm. one relationship. Like we need each other. We were created to be in the body of Christ together and to, to do life with a group of people Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, I would hate to to leave this conversation and just like, well, single people need this and this mm-hmm, and this, mm-hmm, but yeah. like, we need each other. We need you guys um, just as much and to be in this together in the body of Christ with people who are married and single and all over that spectrum and all, and all that kind of stuff. What we really need is is community. Um, so I just wanted to, yeah, to 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 kind of call that out that like, we, we all need this. And obviously it looks different in different seasons of life and that kind of thing. Um, but we value and and love and and need you too. So, Mm -hmm. I
1: mean, if you think about it, I, I have been, I mean, there's been different seasons of my marriage or different people that I know have been married where we put so much, so many expectations Mm -hmm. on, kind of our marriage partner, and they it actually it's like too it much. cannot, like yeah. that relationship cannot be healthy because that's not what it was created mm-hmm. for. And so to be able to have these various different friendships for all of us, whether they are married or single, I mean, I'm just saying what you said, mm-hmm. Chris. But I, I'm just resonating with that, that um, a marriage can't survive all expectations, yeah. that you are my person and you mm-hmm. are the only thing I need. Yeah. Um, it mm-hmm. just act- actually can't survive it.
0: So um, and, and the benefit of single life is, like, you do have a little bit more flexibility usually. Yeah. yeah like, you, a friend can call I mean, I'm a dog me. dad, so I'm pretty good. Yeah, cool. Michael, Michael's got <laughs> more commitments yeah, now. Just, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, when someone calls me on a Wednesday night and they're like, hey, can you, come? like, it's easier for me to say yes. I don't have kids mm-hmm. to to get around to practices and clubs and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I mean, Daniel Owen talks about this, like this picture of like a Lego brick and everyone has like different um, relationships. So you think like the four or the six or the eight spots that are on top and each relationship kind of like takes a spot. I've got more of my spots open. And mm-hmm. so I have a little bit more flexibility to like pour in and connect maybe than than someone who has, a, you know, a spouse and four kids mm-hmm. or something like that.
2: Yeah, and with that, some of my closest friends today are married men
0: like Mm -hmm. closest Mm -hmm.
2: friends, you know, and in even just different married couples where I Mm -hmm. click with both couples, we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll just hang out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, (laughs) and now another analogy is kind of hit my mind. Like if I want to learn how to be a, like how to work on cars, I'm going to like really kind of learn from a car mechanic. Mm -hmm. If I want a healthy marriage someday, I want to learn from someone who is in a healthy marriage. I'm not, I'm not about to get dating advice from a single guy. (laughs) uh, Something that Mm -hmm. you're doing probably isn't what I want. So, um, I'm, I want to surround myself with you know, I mean, with single people, yes, but like I, I desire to be married someday. If that's God's will, I'm excited for that. If that's not, well, we're gonna have to have a lot of follow up conversations. <laughs> but um, you know, I'll probably ultimately get to the place where it'll be okay. You'll help. You'll have to help me with that. We'll Christian. we'll have
0: more conversations yeah. about but, it. But
2: um, but I want to surround myself with, for me, men who like will be able to say like speak truth into me or just like say I don't know teach me what it looks like to to date as a mm-hmm. godly man and to you know
0: well even like as you date being around other couples I feel like can be really helpful because sometimes yeah. they will see things that you won't see of like yeah. oh like that seems really cute and funny now but like when you're in a marriage it's not that cute and funny anymore mm-hmm. like yeah. um and so yeah just Just being with people Mm -hmm. is
3: helpful. That's the beauty or at least the potential of a multi-generational, multicultural, multi, multi, you know, Mm -hmm. single, married, all these sorts of things that um, we don't perfectly live out, obviously. And that's part of the reason for this conversation of how we can grow in that together as a community. But, um, yeah, so much potential beauty in that place. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, as we're wrapping up, any last words or last things that you guys would like to share that you had an opportunity to
0: I just want to say that I know I, I did talk a little bit about like, oh, I feel really satisfied in singleness. And I just want to say like um that's not that's not every day and that's not everyone's experience. And so wherever you land, this is just to the single people, like wherever you land with that, it's OK. And it's OK that that changes day to day. Um, and you don't have to arrive at a place of being deeply satisfied in singleness. Sometimes it's hard and it's OK to just sit in that being hard. Um, and to talk openly about that with single people and married people, um, I just don't want, although the loneliness can be real, like don't sit in the loneliness by yourself. Mm, yeah. That's a good
2: word. I think I would say something along this along similar lines. If you are listening to this right now and you are single, um, regardless of why you're single or what happened or whatever, um, you're not alone. Mm. God is not done with you. Mm. And, um, <laughs> There is a community of people out there who want to invest in you. Mm. I know that there are times when, you know, kind of at the, the dark valleys of my hiking journey of being single mm. where um, I can hear that, but I don't believe that. But, mm. you know, in my experience, it is true. And don't lose hope. Mm. Don't lose hope. And here at Blackhawk Church, man, we we have so m- one of the reasons I love Blackhawk. There are d- a lot of different like age specific groups or different ministries. We're trying to capture a lot mm-hmm. of people and mm-hmm. go online and get connected. Even just talk to someone, talk to a pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're here for you. And for the married person listening to this, like I know that your life might be like full and complex, and maybe you have kids or you don't, but. Um, don't overlook the single person Mm -hmm. and, um, what would it look like to expand your family a little Mm -hmm. bit more and Mm -hmm. invite some people in and yeah, we, we need you and put us to work. (laughs) You know, we want to do life with you. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. It's not just an asking, uh, for you to pour out, but let's like pour out for the sake of one another. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes.
3: Mm -hmm. Love that.
0: You guys, I love both of you.
1: Yeah. And I'm so glad. Thank you for being vulnerable and open yeah. and honest. And I'm glad that we get to be a part of a community together. So, yep. Me too. So, well, you guys, thanks for joining us. Chris, any last words from no, you?
3: Just thanks, you guys, yeah. again, for your honesty, your vulnerability, yeah. and just entering into the conversation with us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. As always, please feel free to reach out. If you have any questions, comments, even pastoral needs, you can reach out podcast at blackhawkchurch.org. We're happy to help you get connected um, to somebody to be able to walk, walk through that with you. So, all right, you guys till next time.